Bolt Software, helping uh, residential construction uh, folks with scheduling. It's spun out of a, another company now today doing about, uh, call it, uh, $65,000, a month in revenue, uh, growing nicely year over year. They are bootstrapped. They burn between five dollars and $10,000 per month. They cover that burn with a credit line that they've set up and negotiated, serving 50 customers. Founded first line of code 2012, uh, spun out 2016, first sales 2017, scaling nicely. Nathan Latka here, guys. And if you're enjoying the podcast, remember there's a premium version with even more. You get early access to episodes. So you would have heard this almost four weeks ago. There's 1,500 searchable transcripts by data points like revenue greater than a million or located in the United States or bootstrap SaaS companies only. If you want to help out right now, head to gitlatka.com or check out the show notes for a link. Your support also helps us to continue to produce high quality shows in the future. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Sam Bolt. He's building a company called BoltSoftware.com. He's a construction SaaS founder, loves Texas, his family, and Mavs basketball. Sam, you ready to take us to the top? All right, so what is Bolt Software, and who are you selling to? Well, my name's Sam Knight. You can call me Sam Bolt. I'm okay if you want to call me Sorry, Sam. Sorry, Sam Knight. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> so Bolt Software, we're a construction software, but we're super niche. We do scheduling is how we get our foot in the door, but we also do project management and estimating for the residential home building market, specifically those trades that are in that industry, the electricians, plumbers, masonry companies, so on and so forth. And what got you into this? Did you have software background first or construction background first? No, construction background first. I painted houses to kind of uh, pay my way through three uh, unsuccessful semesters in, at Texas A&M. Um, and then uh, met my co-founder, who has a background in the construction business as well, and just kind of entrepreneur the company out of it. So what year was that? Uh, we started, um, January of 2016 is when we officially started. Okay. And so you were painting before that 2016 you, and to find officially started, like that was the first round of code or your first sale or what? No, that's when we started selling what we thought was a minimum viable product, which was, we quickly found out was not, but that's when we officially started selling and marketing our product out to the, when uh, did you write the first line of code? Um, 2012 was when it first started being written. Wow. Okay. So how were you guys paying yourselves for four years pre-revenue? We weren't. It was just an internal product that my uh, co-founder Josh was using at his dad's company. They have a background in construction. And so they took about four or five years to um, start building up kind of a proof of concept at their business before we actually then spun it off. We started getting some interest uh, as a short answer around the industry in it. And so that's when we spun it off into a, a separate product and something that we could turn into a business. So how much had they invested, you know, cash wise in this product over four years before you guys teamed up and spun it out? Um, good question. I don't really know. It was just kind of, uh, I mean, once you're in the software business, you're in the software business, even if it's just internal. So, um, that's a good question. I, I honestly don't know what their spin was before we started the actual company. What was your, your co-founder's name? Josh. So did Josh's dad say, Hey, listen, fellas, there's, this is going to be a big company, but I already spent 200,000 bucks of the construction company's money building this thing internally with, you know, two engineers. So you got to pay me that or give me equity in the new company. Yeah, that's basically how it is, is, um, we kind of have a, a soft line of credit with him, uh, where we get to spend money, but only if it's for a really dang good reason. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's forced us to be really careful with our cash flow, but the good news, we haven't really invested much into it since then when you compare it to other companies. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't address the the sunk costs that he and Josh put, and you potentially already put in before it spun out. In other words, is the is the parent company, Josh's father's company, are they on the cap table of the new software company? 
Uh, Josh and his dad are on the cap table of the new software company. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So the dad is able to kind of be like, you don't have to pay, you and Josh didn't have to come up with the money to pay his dad and the company to spin out the software, right? No, and his previous construction company has grown by massive amounts because of the software. So he's definitely seen his reward. Well, that, well, that would make me want to protect it even more. Uh, that w- if it, if it was, it was, if, if I had a, if I had this coffee mug that helped me grow my company really well and some, and my, and my son came to me with this other hot shot college guy who was painting out and said, Hey, you know, dad, I want to spin it out. I'm going, well, shit, this coffee mug has driven me like three X revenue growth. I really don't want to spin it out unless you give me 60% of the company that you guys spin it out. Then I'll let you spin it out. Yeah, no, they have, they have the, the majority of the equity. So they, there, they, well, there we go. <laughs> See, now it's all coming together. This is all making sense. Okay. So, so Josh's father and, and, you know, by nature, the father's company owns a majority of the company. You and Josh, though, have enough equity where you're incentivized to build this on your own, take your own crack at it. Have you guys bootstrapped the company, uh, or have you raised from traditional sources? Bootstrapped. Completely okay. Bootstrapped. Great. Okay. So bootstrapped and, and, um, walk me through how you're pricing this thing. So on average, what are these folks paying you to use the tech? Yeah. So we have a huge variety in our customer base up to a user with, I think 600 plus users Our small issues, I think has two. So we really start at about a minimum of about 500 a month, regardless of if you want to use all five users. So, you know, we kind of start at like a $100 a month for five users minimum, and then we'll tear down um, and we don't really, we haven't really formalized like, Hey, here's our publicly available enterprise level pricing, but, um, we're pretty open about it during the sales process. As long as we have a good buyer on the line, as far as, Hey, we have a tiered down approach starting at about five users. Okay. So how many customers are you serving today? Uh, 50 customers. Okay. About 50 customers. And where are you at in terms of revenue? Revenue. We finished up the year at 700 and 24. He looks over to the, to the reports. I love it. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So about, sorry, you about said about $700,000 last year, $724,000 in, uh, we brought in that revenue. So our recurring revenue at the end of the year was probably like 750. Uh, recurring was seven fifty. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of run rate, you're taking December, 2019 revenue multiplied by 12 is about 750. Yeah. So today, like last month you did about $65,000, something like that. Across. We try to do our billing all up front, but that's correct. Yep, yep, yep. Across 50 customers, that means each customer is paying about $1,300 per month on average. Yeah, they, we start them off at about 10 grand uh, recurring revenue, and then they bump up to about 15 is what our average is. What is enabling you to get them to bump up? In other words, what are you upselling against? Uh, new licenses or new seats, and then uh, additional features that we're rolling out. We just rolled out an estimator. And we're about to roll out some uh, dashboards and just trying to sell deeper into our customer base. Yeah, that makes good sense. Um, what's the team size today? How many folks? Ooh, uh, nine okay. plus a couple people on the dev side that we can scale up and down quickly. So nine full time. How many engineers? Um, we just scaled back to three full time. Okay, so three full. Where were you at before that? Six. And what made you cut half your engineering team? Um, we're trying. We're implementing a new. It's popular in the construction world called EOS. Um, it's just kind of an internal management system, and we just need new people. We need right people in the right seats. So we're kind of going through a process of finding some right people for the next phase of the company. Okay. Any quota carrying sales? I could use, I could use five more developers. Yeah. Any quota carrying sales reps? 
yeah, we just now launched officially kind of our first outbound. Like we have a, B, a full-time BDR and now a full-time quota carrying sales rep. Is the BDR have quota too, or are they incentivized based off number of meetings set up or something? Yeah, their quota is strictly um, SALs. What is an SAL? A sales accepted lead. I'm sorry. Got it. Okay. So you have your BDR who does not have quota. It's just based off sales accepted leads. And then you have your first kind of account executive that does have quota. what did you set their quota target at? Right now, it's pretty low. Um, their quota is probably going to be right at 30 grand a month. Okay. So you want them closing recurring revenue deals. Okay. And why? So over your entire company history, you're at $65,000 per month right now. They would have closed basically two deals to get to where you're at today. In other words, you've never, the founders have never closed a $30,000 a month account, right? So what do you, or or $30,000 a month in one month. So how do you expect a new sales rep to do it? We did in 20, uh, was it 2017? We, that was a year of just low hanging fruit. Um, I'm sorry, 2018 was a year of low hanging fruit. And so we kind of made the, the early entrepreneur mistake of thinking that we could just do it again last year. Um, which is not the case without a formalized expert in that role. So with some very bad salesmanship, we did close, um, sometimes four accounts a month. Okay. Let me just make sure I'm understanding this though. You're saying you want this SDR to close every single month, 30,000 in new MRR or over the first year that sales rep should close 30 grand in new MRR. I'm talking annual recurring revenue. Yeah. 30 grand. So basically three deals a month is their quota right now. Yeah. So I just, so just, 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 I just want to make sure I'm understanding three. three, Yeah. So it's not 30 K in new MRR. You're that sales rep is closing $30,000 in new ARR at $10,000 ACVs every month. So that sales rep in its first 12 or her her first 12 months, you're hoping will close $360,000 in new ARR. I see. Okay. That, that makes way more sense. Okay. Very cool. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, and are you profitable today? How much are you burning? Uh, we burned, I think, 115 last year. Okay, so what? Like, eat, like last month, you burned like 10 grand or something. Yeah, it's about like eight to eight to 11 grand only. And how do you cover those losses since you haven't raised? Is that the credit line you talked about? Hmm. And so, how does that work? Well, it's basically um, an entrepreneur's dream where gracious to us. And, uh, I, whenever I go ask for the money, it has to be for very, very specific reasons with specific reasons. And he's not in a rush to get paid back, but, um, the, uh, I have, we have a plan for profitability and that's basically how we've had to operate from day one is like, Hey, how does this operate against our plan for profitability? Does he charge you an interest rate? Nope. So it's just free money. Free money. So we all need rich dads. Yes. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. All right. High levels of trust and accountability when when you're spending the money. (laughs) Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, you know, you're burning. I mean, this is not a ton of capital that you're burning. Call it 15, 20% negative EBITDA margins, right? It was not bad on a bootstrap startup. Um, Talk to me about churn. So do you know what your gross revenue churn is? Gross revenue churn um, is like, as far as our gross revenue retention, I think it's like 90%. Okay. So, so a hundred minus that take, you take last. So like last January and cap the MRR per account. And so they can only go below that. So that's as far as gross revenue retention, I think is 90% right now. Yeah. So said, so retention is like 117%. Okay. And how to, and how do you calculate that? 
as far as those that same cohort of customers that paid one year ago versus what they're paying today. Yep. So uh, exactly. So so there's at the cohort from a year ago, you lose 10% of that revenue, but you expand 27%. So net revenue retention is 117% when you add them together. Yep, that's great. And again, you said that a 27, 27% expansion is really coming from new seats uh, and additional features. Yeah, very cool. All right, any plans to raise capital, traditional capital? No plans. I guess you don't need it when, when again, you've got a nice, a good deal with the other company. So niche too, it kind of keeps away the VCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, and what are you spending to get these new customers at it? You know, to get a new $10,000 a year customer, what do you spend? Yeah, right now it's about 10000 Okay. About a 12 month uh, runway there. Okay. So if you don't get all these paid up front, you're having to deal with a, a cash gap of about 12 months, right? In terms of you have to spend the CAC today and it takes you 12 months to get it back. So are you just, what percent of your new signups are annual upfront payments? It's about 50% right now that we get either in a quarterly or um, most of them are quarterly to six months. Yeah. So the rest of 50% are just monthly credit card payments. Yep. All right, Sam, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Mindset by Carol Black. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, more a coach, Coach Krzyzewski, Blue, uh, Duke Blue Devils, Elon Musk, you throw him in there. Yeah. <laughs> Number uh, three, what is your favorite online tool for building your company? Man, we heavily utilize HubSpot. That's like our go-to place. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Probably six, six and a half. Okay, not bad. And situation, married, single kiddos? Married with four kids. Holy mackerel, you're a busy guy. Wow. How old are you? Holy moly. Okay. Uh, okay. Wow. You have like five startups, four, four kids, one startup, 30 years old. And uh, take us back. Last question. You're your 20 year old self. What's something you wish you knew? I wish I knew that I knew nothing. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Bolt Software helping uh, residential construction uh, folks with scheduling. Spun out of a, another company now today doing about, uh, call it, uh, $65,000, $70,000 a month in revenue, uh, growing nicely year over year. They are bootstrapped. They burn between five dollars and $10,000 per month. They cover that burn with a credit line that they've set up and negotiated, serving 50 customers, founded first line of code 2012, uh, spun out 2016, first sales 2017, scaling nicely. Sam, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks.